And welcome to another episode of Millennials. I'm your host, Kix. Today, I will be doing a solo podcast. However, I do have a special guest with me today, my brother, Sue. Today, we will be sharing our adoption story. I just wanted to add this as I am editing. And uh, first off, I'm so sorry for my voice. I've been a little sick, so my voice is just really raspy in this episode. Um, Secondly, I just also want to apologize that this episode took longer than anticipated, um, only in the sense that the conversations were flowing. Um, Sue and I like really deep dived into it. And it's funny because um, I think I share this story a lot with people, but they don't get to hear from Sue's side of the story. And some of the conversations that we had were definitely just very interesting and things that I guess we never talked about. So um, it suddenly became that this series, I guess, is going to become either a two-parter, three-parter. I have yet to figure that out as I edit. Again, I try not to edit out so much or edit so much so you guys know what the conversation really is. I love it that the community is responding to our podcast so amazingly and like all the feedback we're getting is so heartwarming and heartfelt. This past weekend, we ran into a listener. Chew Dog, if you're listening, I want to give you a big shout out. And um, he was like, hi, millennials. And Payu and I just kind of stood there, kind of looked at each other like, is he talking to you? Is he talking to me? Because like, we've never really put ourselves out there to be known as millennials like something besides cakes and payo and i guess shang went through this too the other day so i just want to apologize but if you guys are listeners and you guys do see us in public and please say hi like we're very friendly this is naturally how we are but um in that moment it just kind of caught us by surprise it was a little funny looking back at it now but thank you to all our listeners and i know we ran into a few of you guys that sounded like you guys wanted to be on our podcast absolutely we can make it happen Um, just reach out to us and we can figure something out. Um, But yeah, so I do hope you guys enjoy these solo ones. Um, Definitely with like our summer schedules and just the ideas that we come up with, depending on if someone else can jump in on the podcast or we might even start doing solo podcasts like this. So um, yeah, I just want to say thank you and please let us know what you guys feel or what your feedback is. So thank you. So for our drink for today, we are actually just going to start off with a shot of Grey Goose. And our chaser is a poppy watermelon. So cheers. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. What is it, like 9 in the morning? It is. Yeah. Mm. All right. Do you like the poppy? I actually really like this. It's not bad. The only other flavor I've had is orange and fruit punch. I don't like fruit punch, but I actually like it. The watermelon's not that strong. Yeah, it's not bad. I... Some of them are like really mellow. Mm-hmm. There's really no flavor. Yeah. You can actually taste that. It's not bad. So why don't we start by you introducing yourself? Um, I'm Sue. Um, I'm Kix's older brother. Uh, I'm 33 with three kids. And yeah. Um, that's it? I, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's I fine. What else Even though we share a similar adoption story, I believe our personal stories are actually completely different. So let's start from the beginning. So Sue and I are adopted because 
both our moms, they're a group of trios, so there's three of them. The two older sisters had kids, and so my our mom right now, our adopted mom, couldn't have any kids. And they were married for, like, so many years. And so um, both our moms and dads decided to give us away. So when we talk about it in the Hmong culture, it's just saying we give them away. But I guess in American terms or technical terms, it would be adopted. Um, so yeah, so Sue is from the middle sister and I am from the oldest sister. So you start off by telling me how I guess you found out or like what you knew when they first told you you were adopted. So growing up, um, I've always heard from other cousins uh-huh. um, that, you know, oh, you know, we're, we're your brothers, we're your sisters, yeah. you know, you, those aren't your parents, stuff uh-huh. like that. And then it eventually became more and more like you hear more and more more and more and then how early on did you hear it i don't know like eight nine around okay okay yep that i mean that's as early as i remembered it Mm -hmm. um i don't know exactly how early it was okay yeah it was around that age um and then when i found out was when mom and them had nunu Okay. I don't know if I ever told you that, but... I don't think we had that conversation. I feel like this is kind of a newer conversation to me. Yeah. So, um, you remember how we went to sleep over at the hospital? Mm Mm-hmm. When he was born? Yes, yes. When we were, you know, like, you're sleeping on a cot. It's Mm -hmm. not comfortable. Yeah. So, you know, nurses come in and out every couple hours. Yes, I remember. Because it was you, me, and I think Dad all held on one cot, and Mom was on the bed. Mm Yeah. So, it wasn't, you know, comfortable. I kept waking up here and there. Yeah. And the nurse came in. I was awake yeah. when the nurse was talking to mom about, oh, this is your first kid, your first pregnancy, you uh-huh. know, all, all those questions. And then mom was like, yeah, those are um, ad- adopted. Like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. so she, that, but, you know, like I wasn't like sitting up like. Yeah, you were obvious, sleeping. Yeah. But, you know, like I was just laying down. Because at that time you were probably in middle school. 2001, right? Nunu was born? Yes, yep. yeah. So I was six or seventh grade. I forgot. Okay, uh huh. I was uh-huh. the first man. Yeah, yeah. So it was sixth or seventh grade when, wow. when I heard about that. And then, I mean, at that kind of, at, at that point, yeah. I kind of had a sense that we were mm-hmm. because, like I said, going back to earlier, what we were saying about how everybody around us kept telling yes, us. Yes, I agree. So it was kind of like, it wasn't a shock, but it was like more like, okay. Confirmation, yeah, confirmation. I feel like. Yeah. So. You know, like, it was just like, oh, okay, it's real. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, I feel like mine was the same. I think I definitely found out when I would go sleep over at my biological family's house. It became um, one of those things where I would go sleep over and then my siblings would be like, oh, you're my sister. And I again, I don't remember what age I was, but I know I was young enough to not understand it. But I also knew that in my head, I was like, you're not my mom and my dad. You're not my siblings because if you guys were my siblings, I would live with you guys. So I remember when like Tom and Tina and Dan and Shang would tell me because they were the only like four that really, I guess, knew it. They would tell me and it would be to the point where I would cry and then be like, if you guys keep telling me you're my my sibling and you're not, I'm going to go home. So I remember in the middle of the night, I would cry and want to come home and not sleep over because I think for me, it was a lot in the sense where I was like, why are you guys lying to me that you're my sibling? 
But like you said, where once we would go out and eat with like, uh, like, or no, or like go to other people's houses, I started to pick up on it when other OGs would be like, oh, is this the kid that so-and-so gave to you? And is that the one? And I would be like, why are all these people saying these things that I don't understand? But again, eventually it got to that point where, yes, after they had Nunu, I want to say I was like maybe 13, 14. And we were coming back from Minnesota with, it was just me, mom and dad. And in the car, I don't even know how the conversation started, but suddenly mom was like, did you know that we're not your real parents and I was like well I I assume because people keep saying it but you never verified it or clarified it for me and that's when they were like yeah we just want to let you know that we are your adopted parents and we did not give birth to you but you know we love you and I was like okay yeah like I know like that's fine but I don't know I guess in that moment I was kind of like not shocked in the sense where I was like okay I've been hearing this all along but it was just kind of nice to have that clarification though yeah um i don't think i never heard it from mom okay uh uh-huh yeah and i okay so like my question is did you ever feel like they always wanted to hide that part from us i think it was just for our well our own being yeah yes because you know like you don't want to and it makes uh, sense yeah you don't want a little kid to find out that yes you're not my parents yep So I think they try to hide it as long as they can. Yeah, because like I remember like when I was a kid and I think that's why it scared me was I would go sleep over at Daimi's house, so my biological mom's house. And again, I was so little where I didn't understand it because every time that they would only let me sleep over was if Sheng and Siloka asked. Mm -hmm. And that was them coming to visit. So then I feel like mom could could say yes because I remember Sheng would be like oh you know let her sleep over and then tomorrow you guys can pick her up or we can drop her off before we leave so then I remember hearing my mom and dad talking where my because my mom was very blunt so she would be like oh she won't let her sleep over because she's scared that we're going to tell her that she's our daughter and she's going to come back so again at that age I was probably in elementary school where I didn't understand it but sometimes looking back now a part of me feels like maybe they did keep us in Chicago or we were always kind of further out because I think they were so afraid of us branching in or finding out. Do you ever feel like that or is it just um, me? Kind of, not really. Because okay. I know dad was, um, like, dad was... Always working. Working. Yeah, so, and mom didn't, so... Yeah. So, like, the reason why we moved down to Milwaukee was because uncle was living there. Uh-huh. And then dad, you know, completed his CNC yep. thing, so... He was working down there for a little bit, and then they started driving trucks. Uh-huh. And then Dad hated driving back and forth. Yeah. So that was that was what I believe was believe. the reason. Okay. Because Dad didn't want to waste money, you know, driving his truck back yep. and forth. So that's why he decided, or what I think is why mm-hmm. he decided to move us down to Chicago, because Uncle was practically living okay. there. Okay. Wait, how old are you again? 33. Okay, so we're three years apart. Do you ever remember living with them? Even though, you know, like, we all live together in that Milwaukee house? Because mm-hmm. yeah. you had to yeah. have been, like, maybe three or two when they gave you away. Well, I but I remember certain things down there. Yeah, see? Okay, so then my question is, did you always remember staying with them on them? Or was it always mom and dad? Like, did you always well, remember memories you, of your mom? Because I know we all live together, so. Remember, yeah, you remember when we were living at the Fifth Street house? Upstairs, downstairs, that me was living downstairs. Yes, yes, yeah. We were living upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a couple times I remember stuff from there where, um, you remember Brother Jay was living in, yes, the, basement yep. mm-hmm. in the basement? Yep, yep. And then um, I remember buying ice cream or like... What the heck? Yeah, Tilon was asking for like, <laughs> like 25... Oh, like he was asking for like... 
just to go buy ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so funny. <laughs> yes. And then um, I remember when um, he bought the Super oh. Nintendo. With mm-hmm. the yes. Yep. I remember that. And then <laughs> one funny thing I remember preschool. I remember things from preschool. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it, it was if it was because it was a traumatic thing for me. Okay, okay. which is good. I mean, I don't remember those yeah. things, but okay. I came home from early learning center. Uh huh. I shit my pants. <laughs> So when we got on the bus, I told the bus wow. that, like, you know the teacher aide is always on the bus. Yes. And I was like, you had to go poop. I need to go poop. So I was like, I need wow. to go poop. Like, I'm a you know four year old, yeah, five year old. So they're like, oh no, you know, yeah, you're fine. You're we fine. gotta go. Means yeah. we gotta go. So halfway through you know the bus ride, it, it all came <laughs> wow. Like, I, remember it running down my leg it was gross and then we got home yeah you know that moa was outside went up the stairs i didn't mention anything yet Uh uh-huh and then took off my backpack whatever and then um acted like nothing happened and then she she smelled it she was like i'm like yeah (laughs) i can picture it too and then i remember you know taking the the shower yeah and all that it's 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 probably because like it you know like as a kid you know that's a i think that's a traumatic event i would so, think so yeah that's why it's in my you know like your I memories yeah um, and then another Aww. thing was um when mom and dad went to thailand they went to thailand or laos really early on okay yep mm-hmm. and um i remember standing by the window and crying Okay, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, they were like, oh, so cool or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was about it. Okay. I, mean, I don't really remember much else from that. Yeah. Forward until, I don't know, a couple years later, but. Okay. Um, certain memories here and there, but that was pretty much it. Um, but other than that, I don't really have much. Okay, yeah. See, because I feel like. Time. When I look at pictures, and I was just looking at pictures last night, to be honest, like, I feel like I don't. Again, just from my point of view, I feel like maybe you wouldn't have noticed because we always lived together. Mm-hmm. And like when I say that, it was always one of those things where we always rented out a duplex where Sue's parents would live upstairs or my biological parents would live upstairs, downstairs type deal. And it wasn't until I don't even know what year, but I know I started preschool in Chicago. I did not start mm-hmm. preschool here. Yeah. So then that's when it was different for me. I think it was preschool and maybe even kindergarten that... Um, we were in Chicago and not here. So I feel like a lot of that I don't remember, but I feel like at the same time, I just see it where ever since I've been born, I've always lived here. And like when I talk to my parents about it, my mom and I have had the conversation where she was like, so my story is that my both my dads went to college together, technical college together, and um, and my dad was crying, my adopted dad was crying that um, he, he was upset in the sense where he didn't know how to comfort our mom because every time someone would get pregnant, she would cry. And like I guess would just be, it was happy tears of joy, not sadness, but she was just very sad that she couldn't conceive. And so at that time, mind you, my dad had Nihonaya, so we were a polygamous family. So my dad was like, you know what? Both my wives are pregnant at the same time, but 
at that time, both his wives had daughters. So he was like, what if I give you the daughter that's coming right now, which was me, and then one of our older um, half-brothers or step-brothers. And my dad was like, oh, my God, I would love that. Like, let's do it, you know. So I guess they went into the process of, I'm assuming, filling out adoption papers. But then the funny thing, the crazy thing is that um, my mom doesn't know English or doesn't understand like any paperwork and stuff. So I don't know how my dad secretly had her sign the papers. And even till this day, well, she said she didn't find out until she gave birth to me. Do you know if it's actual adoption? That's what I was going to ask you. I am legal, very legal curious guardian. about that. Yeah. yeah. My mom said the day she went into birth or labor was when my dad was like, hey, just letting you know, the minute you give birth to kicks like we're gonna hand her over so then um like long story short she said that the whole labor she was hitting my dad she was so upset but you know what's so crazy and i just found out about this maybe like four months ago from your mom is that i almost wasn't here I almost didn't exist. Oh, so, never heard about yep, that. and I didn't know about that either, but I always question it. So, what I mean by that is, okay, so if you guys remember from the episodes before this, I come from a polygamous family and my mom would always stress out where she was constantly having kids, but she didn't want to have a lot of kids because my dad didn't love her, okay? So then there were times where my mom would get pregnant and she would abort her child. So then the sad and scary part was I was one of those. So my mom got pregnant with me and she went over to your mom's to tell your mom that, oh my God, I'm pregnant again. I need medication because I'm trying to get rid of this kid. So then your mom was like, so, and this is where in my head, I think it made sense because when I go back to it, I'm like, whoa, they were supposed to give away one of my adopted brothers. How do we end up with you? And I guess I've never asked your parents that side of the story because I feel like paperwork wise, they would have ran it at the same time. But when I asked my dad, Eugene Joy, he only says that only him and dad had the conversation. So I'm assuming because they lived together, it must have came around where then they started your paperwork. Honestly, I don't really know much about Yes, that. and I feel like we've never asked about that because I feel like that to me, that becomes a very touchy subject. Yeah. But I yeah. really, really want to, have you ever looked at your birth certificate? Yeah. What does it say on there? Um, it actually said a Mongol name. So, okay, see, so I don't, I don't remember what the birth parents. I don't think it says it on there, does it? It doesn't, but here's the really weird part. So on mine, and I guess I'll have to show you. The the mom's name is mom's name, like our adopted mom. Mm -hmm. But then the last name of the mom's name is Thaimi's last name, which is Yang. Okay. So I don't know how it worked, but I really and I thought about asking them before this podcast. But I think eventually, because everybody knows now and we're grown, I would like to ask to see if they have that paperwork. Because I would like to see how it went down. Because it's not like you can just put someone else's name right, on right. your birth certificate. Yeah, because you fill all the information out. Yeah. Yeah, I got to go home and check my... Yeah, but okay, so... My stuff is all yeah. in the back of my car. Okay, well, let, let me go back to the, my our birth story. So, um... My mom told your mom, and then your mom was like, you know what? Our younger sister can't have kids. So why don't you keep this child, have it, even if you don't want her, you can give her to our younger sister. So that was the only reason Thaimi kept me alive. Otherwise, I would have not made it here. And so I didn't know that story until a few months ago when Thaimua told me. But the crazy part is I have two younger brothers. And when I would talk to my biological mom, she would tell me and be like, I kind of have them in replacement of you because the thought of, I guess it's like that 
postpartum too where you have a kid and then you suddenly don't have the kid I'm assuming so she said that she had those two kids to kind of fill the void but she was like it never filled the void but no because they're still hurt till this they're day. still hurt yeah so not not that like Le Chilu, but more, yes. But it's more the sense of like you gave a kid away. Mm -hmm. so, yes. Yeah, they're still hurt in a sense mm -hmm. that um, they never guess got to raise us. Yes. So my other thing is, and I know this is a very touchy subject for you. How do you feel about the love between your parents, your biological, and your adopted? I think it's different for me and Sue because Sue's biological parents are still married and they're just like a pair where it's the mom and the dad. But for me, if you guys have listened to our, our last podcast, I'm so traumatized and I have so much hatred for my dad because my dad is a polygamous family. And so I feel like that plays an important role. So how, how do you see the love between mom and dad and then your parents? Honestly, growing up, um, you know, like mom and them loved us a lot, right? Mm -hmm. But we we were very spoiled. I yeah, want to say, yeah, yeah, we were. Um, but like what you mentioned in your previous podcast, like mm -hmm. when Nunu was born, yeah, it shifted a little. Bit. Yes, yeah, it, like you could see it. Mm -hmm. And then when Avery was born, I mean, I was kind of, I was out of the you house. You were out of the house. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't see how that shifted for you. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it definitely shifted. Mm -hmm. But I mean. I don't hate them for that. Yes. Because that is their kids. Their biological brother, kid. Yeah. You know, like, I have no resentment towards that. Yep. Agreed. Um, but from my biological parents, um, I think the, the love has gotten stronger. Okay, that's good. Yep. Um, and it's becoming more comforting. Okay. Yep. Because, um, you know, mom them are doing their own thing. Yes. You know? Yeah. So it's like... Some people are like, oh, go, um, go, mong, mong go, go, yes. uh, yes. but you know, like it, it still sucks. Cause you know, like you're, you're used to that. So you kind of yep. both parents, mm -hmm. both, both sets of parents here. Yep. So I guess even though they're, you know, doing what they're doing, yep. I still have, you know, like, like more to long to fall back to on, fall back on. Absolutely. Like, to, yes. To, look forward to yeah to mm -hmm. see and stuff like that so i mean i think it's about even okay honestly, because the love that i got growing up yes is like the love i'm getting now yes okay uh-huh so it kind of balances, balances out, out. Yeah. yes no that's how i feel like i think and i remember like when you were in college and we had this conversation and I think at that point when they had Nunu, I think I was just so excited to have another sibling because it had always been you and me that I don't think, I honestly think I was so blindsided by that. that I didn't see it like that. But again, I feel like it might be gender gender roles too, where maybe you felt that way. Because I didn't feel that way until they had Avery. And in a sense, I kind of started to pick up on it once I got older and Nunu got older. Where I was like, well, why are you guys doing all these things with Nunu? Like, he got a brand new car. And here I was like, then here I am driving your Camry. Like, and I didn't care. At that point, I was kind of like, I'm going to college. I'm able to suffice for myself that I don't need that. But I think traumatic, traumatically, I am a little traumatized by the fact that here you are giving all your love and dedication to these two kids that you only ever had. And then suddenly you had these two other kids and that that shift I definitely felt. But I do agree with you I, where I do feel like um, 
I think the love now balances out. I'm trying to build a relationship with my biological mom. And and so, like, my next question is, was it easy for you to build a relationship with them? Because I know grandpa was very set on. You need to call them mom and dad. And I was not comfortable with that at all. It took me years. Years, to yeah. Um, because we never called them that growing Yes, up. absolutely. So fighting, because, you know, like, we, we, we grew up calling them... Yeah, yes. So, even now, some days, I still call them. I agree. And, <laughs> I know, and then when I say it, I'm like, why am I saying that? Yep. But, you know, you, you spend, you know... All you, your life knowing yeah, one set of parents. Yeah. Exactly. So, it, it, it's, it's harder, like... I'm not saying I don't say it. Uh -huh. I, I do yes. say it. But it just... Sometimes it, it, it slips out. It slips out. Yeah. When you first started, okay, so I asked this because when I first started, I would feel so guilty about I, it. I did too. Like, I would only call my real mom and dad, mom and dad, when, my, when our parents were not there. Yeah. When our parents were there, I was just like, don't call them that. Yeah. They're dying. They're auntie I and uncle. Yes. I, I, so, like, I, I still feel like even that. till this day, yeah. I don't ever call my mom, mom, in front of our biological mom because, like you said, and I'm going to start crying because... I think it's just so hard for me to, in a sense, be like, and I feel so betrayed because I feel like you've raised me and suddenly I'm just going to go and call this person my mom and dad. I see that, yeah. But I get where grandpa's coming from, where no matter what, they're both your parents. But I don't think people see it like that. I think it's always a matter of, to me, it's like these people raised me. And so this is the other part is I feel like, my parents and dad, my par my biological parents were so willingly to give me away that I don't hate them. I don't resent them. And I had this conversation with my siblings where they were like, how do you feel about it? I'm like, I feel so guilty in the sense where, you know, we came from a family of polygamists where my brothers and them were always abused. They didn't feel that love that it makes me sad that and lucky at the same time is what I'm trying to say is that. I got chosen to do all these things. We lived in Chicago. We traveled all the time. And here my siblings are suffering through it. So, like, every time they got a beating and we heard about it or I was there, I would cry in the sense where, why was I the chosen one, you know? But I'm grateful in the sense where, like I said, I'm trying to build a relationship with my mom. Moving back now, it's almost been a year. And I definitely feel like I'm trying to make that relationship stronger. It really is, I want to say. But with my dad, I can definitely say it's not as strong, but... I'm okay if I don't have that relationship with him. And I know there have been times where he's like, I hope I hope you don't resent me and I hope you don't hate me that I chose to give you away. And I was like, I don't. If anything, I am so blessed. And again, when the OGs ask, I'm like, I'm so blessed. I'm so thankful that this is the life that I got versus what my brothers and them have because, and my sisters, because they are so traumatized growing up. And here I am kind of just like, yeah, I'm living such a great life. But I think there's still just that part of me that's so guilty that, you know, it could have been someone else. It could have been another sibling. Like, I feel like it could have been Tina where you guys could have been the same age. But it also made sense where, I guess, in a sense, Tina was too old where I was like the next one in line, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, I don't know, it's a lot. <laughs> it, it yeah, I mean, like, um, touching on what you said about, like, other people, which are, like, they, they were saying, Yes! That, I hated when people would ask that me that. All, yeah, I always hated that because they're like, I'm like, well, be in my shoes. Yes. Because it, 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 and then, you know, they were telling you this when you were teenagers. Teenagers, yes! And, and it's like, you know, like, I have all these emotions and yes. stuff I'm going through and, yes. and you're going to be, you know, telling this 12, 13-year-old that, yep. hey, that's your mom. Why are you calling them? On yes, the I agree. And, you know, I honestly just ignored all of that. Yep. Uh, because it, 
I don't know, like, I just felt like you're not in my shoes, don't tell me what to do. Yes. Um, and you're not the parents, you can't tell me what mm -hmm. to do. Um, Absolutely. I, I've always hated that. I've always ignored those people. Yep. Because it's always like the outsiders. Mm -hmm. it's, it's never, it's never like, like blood I feel like, family. yes, blood or like very closely near family knows because they see it. Yeah. But definitely those outsiders are always like, oh, like, how do you feel? Or like, mm -hmm. you should know how lucky you are. And it's like, no, yeah. we do. But you also don't know the trauma beside it. Yeah. But okay, so I saw this quote. Let me read the quotes quick. It says, all adoption has trauma. Scientific research on newborns who are away from their mothers, even temporarily proves this do you think adoption is trauma um i yes and no okay yeah it can be because i guess if you develop a relationship with your like say like just someone else right mm -hmm. say you know they get put up over for adoption and then you know they depending if it's an open or closed adoption okay yes and so, i agree and I guess it depends on the situation. Yep, that's why I ask. But I do agree with you. Where I think it depends on open or closed adoption. I'm assuming our adoption was supposed to kind of be open. But again, it's a home community. Everybody's like, da-da-da-da. Old people are like, that's the child that they gave to you, blah, blah, blah. But I want to say I don't necessarily think our adoption is trauma but I do think that there is little trauma that goes with it, though. Kind of just like, again, like the love that we felt. It's it's balanced, but in the sense we still feel a specific way about it. Calling our parents mom and dad, I still think still feel like that's a big trauma for me at least. Um, but I do kind of feel like adoption is a little bit of trauma. Agreed. Yes. You want to do another shot? All right, shot number two, and we're gonna get going. So cheers. Cheers. So back to that same conversation we had before. Do you know or do you think we were legally adopted? I want to know, but I'm so afraid to ask. Um, a couple years ago, yeah, I went through this little phase uh -huh. with um, myself. Yep. And um, I honestly started looking for like the process to look for adoption papers. Okay. Yeah county yeah but i never followed through with it <laughs> okay i don't know like I, I i looked at it i talked to yasmin about it and i was like i don't know should i do it should i not well let me but know because I, I do want to know and i think and so i ended up not doing it okay but i don't know I, out of I fear or do you just like time wise too i think i just want to leave it as it is okay you know like i don't want to because you know i mean it, it only goes down one or two ways yes and i was like you know everybody's here everybody still loves yep. each other everything's still the same mm -hmm. it does to me, it doesn't matter. Matter. Because I know who they are. They love me. I yes. love them. I love, you know, both parents. Yeah. So, you know, in the end, I'm just looking for that piece of paper if it exists. Mm -hmm. Like what I was telling you earlier, I don't yep. know if it's legal guardian. Yep. Or if it was actual legal adoption. Yes. Because that's what I want to know. Adoption wise. That's two different through, things. Yeah. You have to go through so much paperwork. Yeah. And you have to have the income to mm -hmm. provide for it. Yeah. So, you know, back then, mom and them, they all didn't do anything. Yeah. So it's like, I don't think they went down that road. Yes, that's what I think that. too. Um, yeah. Because of 
That's why I had to ask you about your birth certificate. And mom gave me a birth certificate years ago when I was in college to have on hand. And I never looked at it until just recently, the other day, when I was trying to fill out my passport. Shane, I'm filling out my passport in case you're listening to this. And I looked at it and I was like, um, mother's made, or yeah, mother's maiden name or something. And I was like, yang. And then I was like, whoa, like it got notarized and everything. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. But again, I don't know the logistics of it. I would like to know just because I'm curious. So I think... I think I am going to ask mom and just be like, hey, just out of curiosity, like, did you guys have paperwork or what it was? But again, when I had asked Thymina, my biological mom, she was like, I don't even know. All I know was your dad somehow tricked me into signing papers. So there was So paperwork. there was, there had to have been some kind of paperwork. I mean, obviously there has to be some sort Yes. Of and she was but like... I didn't know what, what it was, it? and I was like, you didn't ask? And she was like, I didn't think so, too. So he just said, fill these paper out, sign your name here, here and here, and I did. And I was like, so there has to be some paper trail to it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Would um, you, you would go down that road and f find it? I would. I would what? like to know. Okay. Just because I want to know if we were legally adopted or, like you said, if it was just, like, parental rights or guardianship of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing. At the end of the day, like you said, I think I'm grown now where I don't care if I was adopted or not, but I would still like to know paper-wise, was I actually adopted? Because, like, when I date someone, that's, like, the first thing I tell them. They're like, so tell me something about yourself. And I was like, I'm adopted. And they're like, wow, like, really? And I'm like, yeah, like, I feel like it's a big part of me that, and I guess for me specifically is because I can't date Yangs. So I always have to set that clear and be like, yeah. I can't date Yangs. And there have been a few guys when they're like, they're Yangs. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I can't date you because you're my brother. And they're still like, but you're not one now. And I'm like, that still doesn't change yeah. anything. Yeah, like, morals, like, like yes, yeah. my morals are very like, no matter what, I will not date you. And it's funny because I think mom has definitely instilled it in me where it's like, I'm like, I understand that you can't date yeah. both last names. But again, there are guys who are just like, it's fine. And I'm like, to you, but not to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah and, like, do you hear mom saying that to Nunu too? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you can't date Yang for Lords. I'm like, I don't think it matters for him. Well, not for him, but I think since they did it to us. Yes, yes. But I think if he ever met a Yang girl, I would be like, go for it. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we don't share the same blood in a, in a sense where we come from different moms that or dads, you know? Okay, so another question is, do you think you would have grown up completely different had you grown up with your biological parents? Somewhat. Okay. Um, because, I mean, like, when I look at my brothers and sisters... Yes. I mean, I think I would still kind of be like them. Okay, like, yeah. Like how I am today, too. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I mean, you know, like, the Motsilong did a good job. Yes, absolutely. You know, for, for the, you know, for for everybody. So, it was like, um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like... Yes, and I think felt, this is... It was like a normal, like a normal family yes you know? yes and that's where i'm coming I, from is I, I don't see a difference i yep like i feel like yep i feel like i asked this question and i think this is the most i always tell people when they ask us about how we feel about it is i think i would have been a totally completely different person and and I, i've said this in a few podcasts before is whenever i talk i only hear the by's voice if you know my biological mom and my adopted mom they're totally different people my adopted mom is kind of quiet very blunt though but 
she still keeps to herself. My adopted mom loves to talk, very social. And so when I look at myself compared to my siblings, I definitely think that if I had been not adopted and living with them, I don't think I would be the person I am. And I can't picture myself as that person had I grown up with them because, again, my parents were not the normal parents. We had Nihone Yal. It was so traumatic because, again, growing up, there was so much abuse and just trauma that I don't think I would be the person I am today. So I'm very grateful for this adoption, you guys. Like, when I talk about it, I get sad, but it's not tears of sadness or I'm not sad because of it. I think I love it in the sense where this is my story. It makes me who I am, and I am the person I am today because of that. I agree. Yes. Okay, so questions from listeners. We actually have a bunch. Oh, wow. Yes. Someone said, do you feel guilty or obligated to do things with your birth parents when it comes to holidays, such as Mother's Day, Father's Day, and Christmas, and etc.? No, because there's still my mom and my dad. Yes, I, I agree. I don't think I feel obligated. I think in the beginning, though, I did feel different. obligated. It was, it was weird. It was different. Yes, because I think in the sense where, and again, I don't know for you, but I'm pretty sure it's a, a similar or the same, where I think our biological parents wanted to include us and so i remember christmas day i would always be like to our mom i'd be like we have to do it early because i gotta go over and she's like well why do you need to go over and they're i'm like uh because they got a present for me so i gotta go over but um overall i think in the beginning i did feel like it was obligated but i didn't feel like it was an obligation i needed to complete or needed to do no that you know like i just felt like you know knowing that they're my parents. I, I I feel no obligation, like nothing towards them. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just like going over. Yes. It, yes. Know, like, um, even till this day. Yeah. You know, if I could go, I'll go. Okay. Yeah. Like, like I just feel like you know it's just like mom and dad. Yeah. Like no no difference in that. All right. So someone asked, "What is the best thing about being adopted?" I think for me specifically, like I just mentioned, I think it definitely. I'm a different person than I assume I would have been. So I love my adoption story. I love being adopted. Um, it makes me unique. And I remember writing stories about me being adopted in middle school. And it wasn't a sad thing. But I think looking back now, when I read those stories, I think it was a sad thing. But I think it's made me a stronger person. And like I said, it's just such a life story to be like, I'm adopted. And again, I don't know if it's legally, but like legal terms, I'm adopted. So I love the fact that that's a part of me and my story. I don't think there's a favorite thing for me. Okay. Because I didn't love it or hate it. Okay. Uh huh. Like you kind of just go with it. Go with it. Yes. Yeah. And. You know, as a boy, when you grow up, you're kind of told to hide your emotions. Yes, so absolutely. All the time. So it's kind of like, I just kind of, you know, like, eh. You Zoned know, it like, out, kind yeah, of. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't do anything about it. Yes. You know, I was a kid. I can't do nothing yep. about it. So, um, but, you know, like, now obviously, you know, being bigger, I could, sh- it's not that I'm allowed to. Yeah. But I feel like I'm able to express my love more. Yes. Yeah. And, and my needs and yep. what, whatever I, I need to between both parents. Yes. So there, there is nothing that I like about it. Yeah, see, and it and I think I, I see it differently. And again, wh- I don't think I've ever told anybody this, and maybe I have. I think I see it differently again because in the sense where you come from a normal family, though, remember. And I come from polygamous, where to me it's kind of like 
I am so thankful I got out of that family in the sense where I didn't have to go through all of that. And again, I had this conversation just this year, and you guys, I'm 30. So for me to finally open up about it, it was one of those things where I had the conversation with my siblings, and they're like, how do you feel? And I was crying, and I'm like... I feel bad that I was chosen. I got so lucky not to go through all the trauma that you guys went through. So I guess for me, because I come from a broken family is what I would like to call it is I'm so thankful for it, though. Oh, I have one thing that I hate. What? There, I was going to say the next question is what's your least oh, okay. thing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. People what do you think? The people that ask us. Really? I hate that. Like, okay. Like, like going back to what I was saying earlier about be like, Yes, I think that was the one thing that bothered me. I hated that the most because it rubs me the wrong 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 way. way. Absolutely. Sometimes I get it. Yes. You know, from random people that I barely know, right? But maybe they're just curious. Yes. Maybe maybe they kind of want some verification verification but i think it's also hard because again that's our personal story yeah where like you said it it was so hard to call them mom and dad at the beginning that i'm not ready to share that side of the story or yeah it's a touchy subject in a sense where i'm not ready but here you are asking for answers that i myself cannot answer to yes like even with my close friends yeah i don't talk about this with them yeah and i rarely have these talks with my with my brothers and sister yes so it's like why are you, you know, like asking me about these things or yes. questioning me about this? You know, like friends, when they ask me, you know, sometimes I'll talk to them about yes. it. Yes. But like strangers or like, you know, cousins, mm-hmm. aunties, uncles, you know, great aunt, uncles. It's friends. always the aunties that are like the OGs. I swear. And I think it's because they're old. So they know what specific questions to target at where it's kind of like, well, one, I wasn't ready for that. And two, it's like, I myself don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right, someone asked, if you could choose, would you want to be adopted or no? That's a hard one. That's a hard one. But I think it's easy for me because, like I said, I go back to my family line where if I could choose to be adopted, I would hope it would be any of my siblings besides me. But I lived a good life compared to them, so I am very grateful for it. But I guess you come from a different family. So that's why I feel like when people ask me, I'm always like, I don't know how Sue feels, but this is how I feel. (laughs) I don't think I would, because you know, like, you know, like, or like, yes. like your, your destiny, your, yes. your, your fate. Your fate, you know? yep. So it's kind of like, you know, you, 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 know, like, if you change it, uh-huh. it would have been different. Yes. You know, so yep. it's kind of like, I'm happy where I'm at today. Yes. And I don't think I would want to change anything. Okay, that's yeah. good. All right, this person says, what's an advice you can give to an adoptee? So someone that's been adopted or is going to be adopted, what would be your advice? Find someone to talk to. I agree. About, about your feelings, emotions. Yes. Because there were many times where I came to you and I talked to yep. you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to Yasmin about certain things too, but... Yes. Opening up and yeah. talking about your emotions is a big thing. Yes. Because, or find, a, you know, just anything. Or yeah. anybody, you know, like whether it's a you know therapist or a mm-hmm. friend or co-worker someone you don't know yeah you could un- unload it unload i agree yes sometimes it's better to not let them know people around you so you yeah be like you have kind of like that animosity like yes. where you know like it's easier to talk about yeah um yeah i i i would say find a way to cope with it uh-huh um to get your mind off of things um and definitely find 
someone to talk to about yep. it because it definitely helps. Okay. I think my advice is one, your feelings are valid. You should be able to feel all the emotions you feel once you find out, once you know, because I think it's a lot of feelings that you have built up inside. And I do agree with you where second would be talk to someone. I think growing up, you and I had each other, but I don't think we talked about it enough. I'm not going to lie. I don't think we talked about it enough. I think we didn't start talking about it until the last maybe five years. Yeah. Again, I think it's different for both Sue and I, where for me, it was a matter of I didn't see the shift until Avery kind of came into the picture, until Nunu got older. But like, long story short, um, I would definitely say talk about your feelings because it's not traumatic, but all these built up feelings definitely become a bigger issue in the long run and as you get older. And there are times where I still want to sit down and ask new new questions like, how did you feel once you found out? Like, what are the vibes of it? You know? Why don't we ask him right now? I mean, we can. We can ask him to come down. You still shout. I think this is a good place to stop as past us is waiting for Nunu to wake up so he can join the conversation. Um, future me is going to say it was definitely something different and eye-opening because we've never had the conversation with him. So please come back again next week and listen to what Nunu's um, take on all of this is. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Millennials. Please give us any feedback and suggestions on all of our platforms.